What's going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of the Legion of Raw. Listen, I am here at the go-home show of WrestleMania. And uh man, what a what an exciting action-packed show that WWE gave us to whet our appetite for the upcoming WrestleMania. Man, I'm trying to keep a straight face here by saying this, but um, it's hard, it's really difficult saying this, man. The excitement, the action-packed, just excitement. (laughs) Are you excited? All right, Chris. Chris, let's go through the drill. Uh, There are people very excited about WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday. They're going to have their WrestleMania parties. You're going to have people flying all over the world to L.A. and you know what, bro? Good for them. Life yeah. is too short, and if that's what they really, really enjoy, good have for fun. them. Yeah. I am just as psyched. Probably, uh, you know, baseball season kicks off on on Thursday, uh, so I that's what I'm excited about. That nice. I would just like all those fans that are super hyped about this. Take away the Cody and the Roman Reigns match. I would just love to ask them, outside of that, what match are you looking forward to and why? I I mean, very, very simple question, because this entire show was a a hype show. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, bro, are you looking forward to the six women tag that opened this show? Well, bro, I I don't know how you'd be looking forward to it, bro, if... There wasn't any heat tonight. Yeah. You've already seen the babies go over. So you're not tuning in to see them uh, get any kind of comeuppance or, you know, they, they've they pretty much dominated this do- damage control from day one. Yeah. So is that the match you're looking forward to? Is, you know, is Ray Dominic? Uh, the match you're looking forward to. I just, I would really like to understand as a shoot what these people are excited about. Personally, the only match that I'm looking forward to is uh, the tag match. I think, I think the only reason because that's the best story that we have going into WrestleMania that was the bloodline. And that's, it's sad that the bloodline story culminates with that though, <laughs> you know, and it's not even really uh, in Roman's involvement to us in a sense of the bloodline culminating was last month was elimination chamber. And it looks like the bloodline stories culminating with the tag match. And that's, that's, that's a little anticlimactic to me, honestly, because like I said before, Cody in this, just, it just doesn't make sense to me. As far as the bloodline storyline, he was just thrown in here a couple of months ago because he won, won the Royal Rumble. They're trying to make it make sense. But to me, it just doesn't make sense from a story arc perspective something that's been going on for over two and a half years now altogether. And just to culminate with Cody just kind of being thrown in there. eh, I mean, I just, I just don't see it. Uh, The match will be okay to me. I think Seth and Logan will be good as far as just uh, um, an exciting match. I mean, I really don't know what you else. Know, and and again, Chris, that, and that, that's maybe. what I question. We we said we said four weeks ago, whenever this run started, we said you know this was gonna, 
you know, I love them to death, but we said this was going to be the Dutch Mantel maintenance, and they were going to maintenance it for the yeah. next four weeks, and all they were yeah. going to do is give people wins yeah. and give them packages. I mean, but again, if you know, again, if I were writing this show, to me, the entire last thing you would have seen was it being an absolute setup mm. and Reigns destroying Cody Rhodes. Mm. That, that's how I would have booked this. You got you got the distraction of the two guys coming, Cody's, Cody's distraction is turned. You got Paul there to do something with. You got Sequoia. There's a million ways you could have done it where Roman Reigns could have got huge heat mm. on. But Cody Rhodes beating Sequoia, Oh, 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 okay, and then Sammy and and Kevin Owens running those guys off with girly punches. Oh, oh okay, all right. Like again, I'm being dead serious when I say I would love to ask a you know a a WWE fan who is going out of their mind over this upcoming show. What is it that they're going out of their mind over? Because mm-hmm. I don't. I are they Gunther and Drew and Sheamus? Sheamus yeah. I think that match would be hard hitting. I mean, people enjoy the match for the match's sake, um, but story, there, there's not really a story that came from that either. So, bro, uh, not, on, not only is there not a story that came from that, bro, you know, I don't watch SmackDown, but I do know this Drew McIntyre and Sheamus were once world champions. Bro, did Hulk ever compete for the Intercontinental title after the heavyweight title? I don't get that, bro. I don't. Once you're a champion and you're competing for other titles, that is clearly a step down. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to get excited about the possibility of Drew McIntyre winning an Intercontinental title when he was the world heavyweight champion? Mm-hmm. I, like, really, bro? <laughs> I, I suppose... You know, can everybody be world champion once and just giving someone the belt, you know, just to make them look relevant as opposed to not having a title at all? I guess that's their logic behind it. So uh, we shall see where that goes. Got a couple of super chats. We got one from Joseph Gonzalez, 499. Yeah, baby. Candice LaRue and Ramen Noodles. I only got easy, no react. Easy, Joseph, easy. But now they don't even get uh, introduced before the match starts. Why bother having them on? Not only that, Joseph, I will add to your thoughts. Then we have Chelsea Green and um, um, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Now they're Karen's. (laughs) <laughs> Since when was Sonia Deville? Yeah. Do, the, do, do they not know what a Karen is? Like I, I'm asking that as a first of all, Karens are not attractive. Mm-hmm. They're absolute. They're they're usually unattractive on the inside and out. Yeah. Second of all, I've been seeing Deville on this show for at least three years, at least three years. And Chris, I'm sure it's a lot longer than that. You could tell me. But now all of a sudden she's a Karen. Yeah. Come on, guys. Like that, that, I didn't that's make what sense. I'm talking about like, come on, man. Really, bro. I wonder what's up with uh, with with Carmella. I guess she got hurt again, bro. I mean, yeah, and and I was hoping that wasn't the case because she, if it is, she's gonna get labeled, man, because she yeah. gets hurt a lot, bro. Oof. Yeah, yeah. 
That, that is sad. Uh, next, there's another super chat. Mike Dowling, $5. <laughs> Looking forward to Gunther, Seamus, and Drew McIntyre, old school, hard-hitting match. That's fair. That That's fair, Mike. I, I can understand that. That's fair. Yep. Star Tracker Tracks, $5 super chat. Boo. Why are they having two fatal four-ways at Mania with 16 people between them? No idea what to do with their stars yeah every time you get to wrestlemania time star tracker like you want to try to get everybody on the show that's kind of like the payoff for the entire year so they could have the experience that they were on wrestlemania they could put it on their resume believe it or not bro it really really does mean a lot to the talent and that's why chris you know you'll see the andre the giant battle royal and all this stuff just to try to get as many people on the show as possible. But that new, that's not even on WrestleMania. That's on SmackDown. The Andre Battle Royal. <laughs> so it's like they're not even. Well, there you go. There you go. They're not even doing that much anymore, man. I just, like I told you before, man, I, I think um, I, I think it's for the sake. I, I'm just not a fan of these wrestlers just being thrown on there just just to be thrown on there man yeah. i mean give me give me something i mean Re- wrestlemania is is known as like the the granddaddy of them all it's it's the showcase of the immortals is what they call it you got all these names it's the super bowl it's the all-star game it's 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 the it's everything it's the the pinnacle of pro wrestling and what you're doing with the pinnacle of pro wrestling is you're just throwing a bunch of non all-stars on there and branding it as like oh this is our biggest show of the year with basically a raw show that that has some enhancements on it you know it's just like what are we doing here man who cares about the four-way there's no stipulation to it or either way either either four-way at least if you make it a number one contenders match i'll have better buy into that like you're just showing 50 50 teams or WrestleMania against each other. I mean, it just to me that just makes no sense. All both of them are popcorn matches. You, you're you're having popcorn matches on WrestleMania. I just from from someone who's watched all of the WrestleManias, I just don't understand why you would do something like that. Tickets are sold, bro. And and we've talked about that. And and exactly. that's and, and and that's diluting your product week by week by week. Because at the end of the day, yes, you did sell the tickets, but at the same time, though, is this how you want to represent your brands outside of the hardcore fans? You know what I mean? Because, you know, people come back, people come back to to WWE when it's WrestleMania just because of the hype, you know, just because just like people, you know, I'm a Titans fan. I watched the Super Bowl, you know, regardless of if the Titans are in it or not you know what i mean so just because of the spectacle i watch it but at the same i mean that and that's the same time that's the same thing with wrestlemania but at the same time you're supposed to keep the people in that's casually coming in around this time of the year and it's not going to help if they're looking yeah. at a card and like i have no clue who these people are and what why do I have a kid? Chris, that's exactly it. Listen, let, let's face it, Chris. Um, let, let's let you and I, you know, let's look at what happened at the Final Four uh, this past weekend. Bro, you got three Cinderella teams. Yeah. 
bro, they're they're gonna lose a ton of more money. They want oh, yeah. their marquee. Yeah. They want the top four teams in the yeah. final four. Yeah, there's That's no number one seeds in the in the final four. Exactly. That's what they want. That's yeah. the money, bro. It's the same here. Yeah. That's why I think their mentality is. You know, if we throw a Cena out there and, you know, maybe next year we get Rock and maybe we can get Austin to come back like we did last year. I think they look at it the same Mm. exact way. I don't think their weekly roster matters one iota, bro. I I really, really don't. And and even with the Final Four, yes, it's going to lose a lot of money, but there's a fun, exciting story behind it, too. You know what I mean? You have have Florida Atlantic. You know what I mean? Like, you you have these teams that you're pulling for. You know, San Diego State. You know what I mean? They've never, you know, had uh, a a Final Four uh, appearance or a championship. You know, same thing with Florida Atlantic. You know what I mean? They just, I think about six or seven years ago is when they became a D1 team. So, like you, you're having these Cinderella stories. You're having people who are, you know, just fans are just buying into the. They're basically baby faces. You're like, yeah. okay, let me get behind them because they've never been here before. That's exciting. There's a there's a buy in there. There's no buy in. You know, even with the ticket to the Final Four, there's still buy in there. There's no buy in here with WrestleMania minus a few matches. But other than that. You're just throwing it onto the car because people got tickets. Yeah, and like you said, Chris, what adds insult to injury is now you're going to stretch that over two nights. Two nights. I, <laughs> I mean that—that's really like okay. But, yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, listen. You know, again, there are a lot of people going to eat this up, and a lot of right. people anticipating this. I am not one of them. I'm not going to watch WrestleMania, bro. The the only the only thing I care about is. I will go online when the event is over and I will see what they did in the finish of Cody and um and Roman. That's it. I, I could care and any anything else on that Logan Paul I, I could care less. I just want to see how they book the finish of that match. And the reason why I want to do that Chris too is because the finish of that match is really going to dictate direction. Yeah. So sure. the finish of that match is going to give you a good insight as to where they're going to go next. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Got a few more superstars, Star Trek or Trek. So we over here. We talked about. We had that one already. We got awesome sauce five fifty. Russo is right. Mania isn't just the same anymore since Bobby Heenan and Red Rooster thirty second clock yes. five uh, peak of our sport. You know, it's so funny because even. That, that's that's precisely my point that's precisely my point like even red rooster you know terry taylor was not anywhere close to a main event talent at that time you know in the wwe he was in other territories but in the wwe he wasn't anywhere close to a main event talent had a uh, a mohawk you know feathered style red you know hair hairstyle but Bobby Heenan was such an amazing heel that he made anybody look good. Mm-hmm. And even with that spot with the Red Rooster, because he's such a good heel, he made the Red Rooster have a, have a spot at WrestleMania. And it meant something. Mm-hmm. Something even to that caliber is precisely my point, man. Well, bro, look, Awesome Sauce is talking about it how many years after. 
Yeah, I mean, what what what, what are we? Almost, how many years after? Almost oh, thirty four years. Thirty four years. Are we going to be talking about Gunther and McIntyre and Jamie? Right. Like, precisely. you think? Precisely, exactly. Uh, Andrew, cool. We got uh, five dollars super chat. Tag title is not uh, is the only one uh, that should main event based on the story that had been told since April twenty twenty two, and both women matches barely had no build. Yeah, I mean. You know, you don't even have Bianca and Asuka there. You oh my God, they weren't even on the show, were they? Yeah, they they were not even represented. Edge and Finn weren't on there. Either. Edge and Finn again were not yeah. there on this show. They had video packages, and then you have Lashley in the in the backstage in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal segment. Oh, did I make the list? Did I make the list? I mean, like that's where you want to put Bobby Lashley as the. Uh, Making the list of an Andre Battle Royal on SmackDown is not even on WrestleMania. I remember, Bryce, swear to God, Chris, I can remember eighth grade basketball. Yeah. Did you make the list? The list oh, yeah. was outside the oh, door, yeah. like eighth grade basketball. Yeah. This is how these guys are finding out if they're yeah. on WrestleMania. Yeah. And, and, and again, this isn't even WrestleMania. This is on SmackDown. Yeah. So you're trying, so you're excited about making. To me, that whole segment just made Lassie look even worse. Yep. Because you're having people excited to be a part of a battle royal on SmackDown. And then, oh, my God, Boogs is, you know, he's like, oh, my gosh, you know, he's about to have a hernia uh, of excitement. And then that ends to Lashley behind Elias. And, you know, bro, it's so funny. Think about this, Chris, because I think we are at this point now. And, and uh, again, if I were writing, this is what I do. Obviously, I'm not writing. Obviously, I don't want to write. However, we've had so many different levels mm-hmm. of Bray Wyatt and so many problems for reasons that you and I will probably never know. You could speculate all you want, whatever. If I'm at the point where it's happened again, I am now making that the Bray Wyatt story. Mm. And I'm going to go back to the beginning. I'm going to document everything, why this happened, why this didn't happen, why Alexa. I am documenting the whole thing. Yeah. And then I am starting from there as a shoot. Yeah. I mean, what, what, because so now obviously he isn't on WrestleMania, bro. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to bring him back with another puppet or another uncle or man, bro. And like you said, now it makes Bobby Lashley look like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, Chris. Again, if I'm writing and I got a talent like Lashley, you just can't drop this without protecting him. You have to. You man. gotta give. You gotta give some kind of a reason. Either he he set the funhouse ablaze and everybody died mm. in it. Mm. Something. But yeah. the way they did, did this tonight, it made him look like such an afterthought. And watching this, bro, he felt oh, like yeah. just an afterthought, bro. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm sure that he can't be pleased at all with no. how this turned out for him. He he really got the shortest end of the stick here. Yeah, I, mean, so I agree. Sad, very sad. We got Scott Smith, $5. I'm looking forward to see Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins because there's heat with Logan punching Seth in the face. Got anything on that, man? 
He got nothing. JB's Productions, five dollars. I think uh, I think Scott's hitting the uh, rum candy again, bro. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think so, man. Yes. JB's thinks uh, yeah. Productions thinks this go home show was terrible. No big stars there to promote yeah. the matches. No Roman, no Cena, no Edge, no Logan Paul, no Bianca Miller, no Oscar. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah, and it's sad because it's like you. Wouldn't you get all your heavy hitters of the, you know, the preview or, or getting us excited about the season finale of any show? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't it make sense? Why wouldn't you bring the heavy hitters there on Raw? And you can't, you can't expect, I mean, you can't expect people watch SmackDown who watches Raw because you see the numbers. It's not the same. It's not the same amount of people. There's about a half million people that watch SmackDown more than Raw. However, these people aren't watching Raw, so they don't even know what's going to happen because a lot of times it's split. You know what I mean? So it's like now you're going to have uh, uh, somehow Cody and Roman Reigns do a face-off, but you needed Solo Sokoa to take the fall to make Cody look better. Why Why are you sacrificing Solo here? Well, let, JB, let's, let's look at this, Chris. Let, let's look at this from a different point of view. You take Roman, you take Cena, you take Edge, you take Logan Paul, you take Bianca Belair, you take Asuka. What's that price tag, bro? And is that price tag going to sell you any more tickets, Chris? No. So look, 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 look at the money they're saving not having any of those people on the show because the tickets are already sold, bro. True, but they're probably there though. They're they're probably they might be ready. knowing knowing them, bro. They might be. You're right about that, Chris. Yeah, you're right about because, that. I mean, Phoenix is what three and a half hour uh, or four hour drive or something like that from from uh, L.A. So they're probably most likely a lot. Most of them will be catch will be driving from Phoenix to L.A. You know, yeah. tonight or tomorrow. So they're either hanging out in L.A. right now, which you know close by driving distance or they were backstage doing not even be being utilized yeah, we'll, so, we'll, we'll read tomorrow that cena was in the dark match yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Cena, right cena was in a dark match against damian priest so <laughs> yeah uh, i i don't know i don't know man i don't know why see the drive to from phoenix to la um uh to la is um five hours 47 minutes yeah so I mean that's that's less than a six hour drive, and you got to I mean that that happens all the time in wrestlers you know we're driving yeah. going going from from city to city that's less than six hours is nothing you know what yeah. I mean so that very very drivable distance you know that that's something that they probably are there and they're just going to drive you know to L A um, you know throughout the week some sometime this week so I don't know young reckless one ninety nine super chat. Who do you think would be Cody's opponent for WrestleMania 40? That's a good question. Probably Reigns. You think so? Probably. All over again? Probably. Ah, let's see. Um, hmm. Who's uh, Co Cody Gunther? Uh, bro, if Reigns, if Cody goes over, which he probably Reigns, Reigns got to disappear for a while. Yeah, he, he's 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 scheduled to. to yeah, there you go. So there, yeah. there's your there's your WrestleMania 40, the return of Roman Reigns. The return of and we'll so go through the whole thing. We'll, we'll be watching these same shows a year from now, bro. Oh, oh, oh the whole thing over. Yep, again. yep. I sure hope we don't get Cody Roman again. Um, yep. 
you watch. We'll probably get Cody Roman again at uh, at SummerSlam. Although I've heard either Cody uh, Seth or Cody Randy Orton, which either of those I'm not too you know excited about. I'm not really excited about it at all. But I think if, if my my choice, mm, so what I think is realistic, not based on my choice, what I think is a realistic opponent for Cody next year will be Gunther, because they can play on the fact that the, both of them were at the the end of the Royal Rumble and Gunther had a good showing, and you know, I, I, if they split the titles, you know, which they should, I wouldn't be upset with. I don't know about Cody keeping it for a year, but if he does. I definitely wouldn't be upset with Gunther Gunther dethroning Cody next year at WrestleMania. I wouldn't be upset with that at all. Yeah. Uh, Christian Fernandez, 499 Super Chat, bro. You can say one of professional wrestling's core is kayfabe. It seems like when the internet was born, they didn't know how to evolve past that. Yeah, you talk about that a lot, man. Yeah, that's a great point, Christian. That is a absolutely great point. And like I said, bro, especially when it's a case like a Bobby Lashley, and you're blatantly making the guy look like an afterthought. You can't do that to the guy, bro. And if I'm Lashley, listen, bro, don't get me wrong. The guy's making a lot of money, Chris. I'm sure he's very happy. But if I'm Lashley, I got to say, all right, wait a minute, bro. Yeah. None, none of this is on me, bro. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've, got, I've got a brand. Yep. You know. Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the thing, man. Like, I, I do think it's a blessing. I, I don't think it's a blessing in disguise that Bray is gone, you know, because I, I hope that he's okay. But I do think it's, it's a blessing in disguise that Bobby Lashley is not going against Bray Wyatt because there was zero part of that that I was excited about. I think that, like, it felt thrown together on every angle, and I'm glad that's not happening. But there's people that if, if you want to make Bobby Lashley look good, you can you can throw something that makes sense for a second, like him, like L.A. Knight, for instance. You know, what I mean, you can do something like that. And I think there's even a chance that you could do that because you're thinking two nights, and I think there's probably eight or nine matches, you know, scheduled for now. So you can't. I mean, you can do that in one night. And yeah. so I think they're they're going to throw some more matches in there. And what I can see happening is they do the Andre Battle Royal on SmackDown and somehow, you know, L.A. Knight interferes. I mean, like he distracts Bobby Lashley or or Bobby Lashley uh, uh, eliminates L.A. Knight and then L.A. Knight's upset and then he distracts Bobby Lashley to get thrown out. And then there you go. Lashley yeah. versus LA Knight, and they'll throw it on uh, WrestleMania. So, uh, honestly, if they do that and they give Lashley the rub, I would be much more uh, interested in that match than Lashley and Bray uh, yeah. any day of the week because I, I just think it was thrown together for sure. Yeah, I agree. Corey, 199 Super Chat. When was the last mania y'all were excited to watch? What what you got on this, Vince? Bro, I would say probably the one I worked. Okay. Chris, I swear, after the one I worked, which was Austin and Sean, mm -hmm. I actually think, bro, because I, I went out there to have a convention, the one that was in Anaheim, what WrestleMania yeah. was that? Uh, With Brett and Sean? I think it was the Brett NWO. No, the NWO thing with Sting when Sting was back with the WWO. I think it was that WrestleMania. Oh, that was 31. Bro, yeah. I swear to God, since Sean and uh, Austin, which was what, 14 or 15? 
Sean in Austin was 98. That was 14. Bro, since WrestleMania 14, I've watched one WrestleMania. Really? And it's that one because I was there to, to, to be in a convention, and I had nothing else to do, so I watched it in a hotel room. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, oh, man. I've watched uh, I've watched all of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the last one I've been excited to watch, um, I, I like going to WrestleManias. Uh, you know, I worked to – I worked at sites and they would send me to go cover WrestleMania. I love like what lights me up is new stuff. I like going to new cities of the cities I've never been to uh, restaurants. I've never been to like uh new tourist place. I've never been to stuff. Like, I like new, like I like exploring new things. So I love, I, lo- I like to travel. Um, I'm a foodie too. So I love new restaurants. And so I, I really like when I go and explore the new city. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I went to 34s in New Orleans. I've never been to New Orleans. That was fun. I've uh, been to, uh, I was at 35 in New York um, doing some coverage there. So I got to go to New York, New Jersey, never been there. So that was cool. So I get excited about that. Yeah. But as far as like WrestleMania, like when Sunday hit, like I wasn't like 30, uh, 35 with Becky and, um, and and charlotte and and um ronda rousey as the main events i mean i was there it, it was seven hours like it was it was it was a seven hour show dude like it, yeah. it didn't end to like 12 uh, close to 12 30 man it was it was insanely long um but as far as just a, a wrestlemania i liked 33 it was in orlando um 33 was cool because there were some rumblings that the Hardy Boys was going to come back, and uh, that was probably one of the biggest pops. And I, I was, it was cool to be there in Orlando because that was one of the biggest pops in WrestleMania history. When uh, the New Day came out, they thought that they were going to, they kind of teased they're going to be a part of the tag match, and they were hosting, and they introduced the Hardy Boys. I mean, in there in Orlando, the crowd was just, they just went bananas, man. So that was cool. That was cool. Thirty three is probably the answer to that question. Man uh we got some more super chats uh i thought i saw yeah, here we go star trekker back five dollars if they put a mouse on a treadmill for three hours every week instead of the current content would it make any difference to people's interest in mania no because if a mouse went against roman reigns it wouldn't change a single thing because people bought tickets regardless yep. of what main events the yep so yeah mouse bro let me let me put it to you this way you guys what's it going to be seventy five thousand people there or something bro if i'm gonna put it to you this way if that house was half sold we would have been seeing much much different tvs the last four weeks guys without a shadow of a doubt and that really sucks for you guys as fans because you deserve to be getting those shows anyway yeah, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah, yep. uh, how you know how was the uh, how was the atmosphere at the you know WrestleMania week backstage? Be, you know, being there, the hype, the the Raw, the SmackDown. Like, how was the hype and how was the aura and the atmosphere the week of WrestleMania backstage? Bro, I can't talk for these athletes today. Yeah, don't when you were there, <clears throat> bro. It was just another show. 
It it really was, bro. It was just another show. And and I would say the most exciting thing for me as a writer was that very next day you had new champions and you had new stories and you yeah. had new directions to go in. That was the most exciting part of it for me. But, bro, when you look back at guys like, you know, a Scott Hall or a Kurt Henning and people like this, bro, honestly, it was a, it, it was a, a big payday. I mean, basically, that's the way they looked at it. But the hype of it being WrestleMania itself, I guarantee you the, the athletes today look at it a lot differently than back then. Very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Young Reckless 199. <laughs> Is Cody the new Rock Cena of WWE going forward? What do you think? Man, bro, in in his current form, I can't believe that he is, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I still, I still don't like the suits. I still don't like the representation of money. I still don't like the talking over people's heads. I still don't like trying to impress people with your vocabulary. That is not Rock and Cena, bro. Yeah. I mean, when when Rock saying Rudy Poo candy ass. That's not him talking over your head. Yeah. You're you're using that the next day at school. Yeah, Poontang Pie. And, yeah, you know, right. Row, you know, what right. I mean? right. it doesn't matter. Like you know, the cool catchphrases, man. That was a big thing. You know, back then was just really cool catchphrases. Have a nice day. Rest in peace. You know, what I mean, like it's it's that you know that's what really made wrestling so cool, man. You had catchphrases. You had really like kind of buzz words that you know that really helped the brand of the wrestler what you're going to do you know what i mean like people knew that was hogan rest in peace they knew it was uh, uh taker oh yeah you know they knew what they knew it was savage and you had that to really enhance the character and the brand now what do we have acknowledge me and what what else do we have Vince? And, bro, this is a big part. I, I got to tell you this, too. This is a big part. And and maybe, guys, maybe this is where I'm missing what everybody else is getting. But, you know, that promo tonight with Sami Zayn and uh, and Kevin Owens, when they're talking about their history started in L.A., this, that, and the other thing. Bro, I didn't watch your NXT stuff, bro. <laughs> like, so, like, all of that, I don't care about. Th there's a lot of people, bro, that saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the first time on WWE television, bro. A lot of people. Yeah. So, if you're going to give me the, that old LA story, then you got to give it to me, bro, because I didn't see it, man. Yeah, I don't think, I, I think it is, it's a disservice to the story as a whole. If you're just throwing that on the last promo backstage before WrestleMania Go Home Show. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things that it's like, okay, so why didn't you include this backstory within the meat of the storyline, a story arc or the storyline? It would have made sense to appeal to the emotion of Kevin Owens more than to just, okay, now we're friends now. Oh, you remember that back? Remember back then, you know, that we're in LA? Like, that just doesn't make sense that you were throwing it right before. Bro, us. because the WWE does not know how to relate like real people relate. Yeah. They know how to do it in terms of wrestling. And here's my here's case in point. 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were such great friends. Well, if they were such great friends, bro, it probably meant that their wives were such great friends and that their families knew each other. I saw nothing of that in this great, tremendous storyline. And, bro, this part today really made me like, really, bro? Bro, they did a package on Bianca Belair, and they had Montez Ford cut a 10-second clip. Like, he might as well have been John Cena. Yeah. They they don't know how to do real relationships, bro. They don't – they know wrestling relationships – they don't know real because I saw that and I'm like, this dude is married to her, and that's what you're gonna yeah. have him say. Yeah, it would have been cool if he would have narrated it. Like, yeah, and, and that would have been really clip. cool, Chris. Yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Crypto Coffee 13, one dollar <laughs> super chat just because he's a fan of the show, ladies and gentlemen. That's really cool. Uh, so there's 13 matches for WrestleMania, I was told. Okay. Well, I think WrestleMania didn't WrestleMania six have like sixteen matches. The one with uh with Warrior. Oh, that was the tournament. What? No, that was four and five. Was four, it? Yeah, four was the tournament with Savage. Yeah. I think I think I think six had sixteen matches. Yeah. Um, let me see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fourteen matches on the main card, and uh, one dark match. The uh. Paul Roman defeated uh, the dark match. Paul Roman defeated the Brooklyn Brawler, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, six had six at the uh, fourteen matches, man. So you can, I mean, you know, th- this match this has less than WrestleMania six, and you know, and that was a three hour show, I believe. So uh, just because it's, I mean, you're you're just going to be stretching matches in two two nights, man. I I don't I don't get it, man. Same uh, seven, seven had fourteen matches. So I mean, like, it's just uh, you're there's a lot of things that are still having like Legion of Doom beat Power and Glory in fifty nine seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Bless their hearts, bro. Bless their Bless hearts. Their hearts man. Bless their hearts. Uh man, I was a big Hercules fan back in the day. Yeah. So uh the Mountie beats Tito Santana in a minute and twenty one seconds. Bro, it doesn't matter. They've got that they've got that audience, bro. It doesn't matter. It no, doesn't but here's matter. the thing though. But here's the thing. Like it don't matter like to me match durations that doesn't matter if the story makes makes it make sense. Like that that's my thing. You man, you could keep your 20 minute catches catch can false finish super kick Canadian destroyer. This is awesome. Holy crap. You can keep those if it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Otherwise, like if I'm watching matches for matches sake with no build to it, I, I I'm not really interested in that. Like yeah. there's, you know, granted there's, there's, there's matches that are, they really, they were really cool without any build. And it's a, it's a nice match. You know, it's cool. It's, it's artistic. It's creative. You know what I mean? And I'll give it, I'll give it that. But I mean, like that happens all the time nowadays. It, it, there's yeah. no, it, it, it's, it's a dime a dozen. It doesn't, it doesn't feel special. It doesn't feel unique. Back in the day, you had those matches that were carved out for certain people you know savage for every savage and steamboat at three you had it hogan and andre at three you know what i mean you you had your mat technicians you know same thing with like a a, a, a piper a, 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 a piper brett or, or mm-hmm. piper's more of a character 
But Hinnick, you know what I mean? Mr. Perfect. He was that workhorse, you know what I mean? And, and it, it, him and Brett, that was, that was really cool. But for every workhorse championship match, you, you, you also had warrior rude, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you, you have those big character main event matches for those workhorse matches, but now the workhorse has shifted over to the main events. Yep. And now people are losing their interest because they're shifting the characters out and the workhorse matches are building the interest into the main event character matches. Now they're just shoved them all <laughs> away and they Absolutely. shoved a big audience away too with that. So. Absolutely. Bro. I told you, man, TNA started in 2002. There was one X division match and it usually opened the show. Hmm. Now 90% yeah. of these wrestling cards are X division matches, yeah. bro. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Corey 499 super chat. <laughs> WWE can't even sustain their veteran stars. Doc, would you believe 15 years ago uh, you would say you wouldn't be excited to see Orton or Edge headline a pay per view? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, and it, I'm not. I mean, I imagine. I mean, I bet you Edge and Finn are. You know, they're gonna they're gonna tear down with the Helen. So I'm glad that they brought a stipulation with that too, and not just have a regular match. They're gonna have a good match, but I've seen so much damage to this story that the story doesn't excite me like it, it's not there's there's no consistency week to week edge is there finn is there then there's a video package there's nothing you know and it's like there's no continuity there there's no consistency and so you're not giving me excitement if this is supposed to be an episodic television show and i'm supposed to be locked in this story arc if they're here one week and gone the other, you're losing my interest. I mean, that because you know what you know what's so funny, guys. My dad, my dad is here visiting me right now, and um, you know, tonight was my raw night, mm -hmm. so I sat him in front of Tulsa Kings. And bro, what they do with all series on TV, it doesn't have to be you know Paramount. It could be anything Hulu. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Is once there's one episode. When that episode's finished, it starts counting down to the next episode. Mm. So, you know, my father, you know, started enjoying this. And the first thing he said to me is, is it going to keep immediately going to the next episode? Now, mm. now think about watching this three-hour episode tonight. And, and Chris, it's 11 o'clock and the next episode starts in what are the chances chris what are the chances of you staying staying around for the oh, next episode man. <laughs> unpaid zero <laughs> that's what i'm saying bro it's like you know that that's the way they do it and and you keep going and going and going chris talks about episodic television that's what he's talking about yeah 100% man uh Five dollars from Lewis. Harvey. Yes, yes. Do you think the problem is with the Karen gimmick is that the miscast? Also, if it is, who would you cast to make it work? Love Bailey's you? a Karen, bro. Bailey is a Karen, and Becky called her a Karen one week, and that was the end of it. That was Becky it. is a Karen. She looks like a Karen. She talks like a Karen. She's got a big mouth. Yeah. She is a Karen, bro. Yeah, and it's funny that she acknowledged 
Becky as Karen after we, you know, threw out that yeah. as far as speculation, as far as wish, I mean, you couldn't have a more perfect Karen than yeah, Bailey, yeah. man. I, I think that she would get so much heat. Oh. I think that she would uh, really revive her character because this damage control seemed to be damage control to her oh, character. You, don't, you, you mean to tell me, Chris, you don't think she gets a lot of heat when she goes out there and calls the people in Arizona a bunch of idiots? For about four seconds. And then oh, they my lose God. Please, yeah. bro. Give me a freaking break, man. I, sw- I swear to God, bro, when, when I say all these things on this show, I want you guys to understand something. If I were working with these people, everything on I say on this show, I would say to them. I just I want you to understand that because my job would be to make them better and to be there to enhance them. And Chris, not only enhance them, push them, you know, push them. You know, Becky, come up with something else other than insulting the crowd. You know what I mean? So I just want everybody to understand that. I mean, I had many, many of these conversations when I was when I was writing for all three different companies. So I'm not saying anything here that I wouldn't say directly to them. If I were working for, with them, I always bring up two people during your era. That's, you know, main events mean meant something, you know, every single person on television had their pocket, you know what I mean? And they meant something. I always say crash Holly, you know what I mean? Like he, he was someone who was a smaller guy, who looked big because he built himself as over 400 pounds and he carried a scale to the ring. I mean, like, and he would like go and like look at the big show and like pretend that he was just as like his height. And so stuff like that, he was like a scrappy dude type of character when he was with hardcore Holly stuff like that made since he was he was a smaller character but he had a scrappy dude type of ferocity to him and that made perfect sense for his stature for his character that he felt like scrappy dude and he and guess what that gave me a reason to buy into crash holly every single week as opposed to hey here's crash holly for no reason, for no bill. Well, Chris, no- it's it, it, it's a simple math. If I have a hundred characters on my show and 80 of them are over opposed to 20, you're going to have a lot more people watching for your sure. show. Yeah, absolutely. Because people can be like, man, I can't wait. You know, I love that Crash Holly guy, man. He, he You know, he, he cracks me up every time he comes on the show yep. with, with the scale thing. I yep. love the scale gimmick. And so, like, even the job squad, you know, back in the yeah. day, it's like pe- the job squad was over, man. You made like Gilbert was over, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Bro, even even the brood with the entrance, the fire. Yeah, the, yeah, the entrance was great, man. Yeah, the entrance was really cool. One of the best entrances in, in WWE history. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, they're not main eventing, you know, shows. But at the same time, they had a killer entrance, you know, and so you'll watch the brew for the entrance. And so, you know, Al Snow, you know, he, he had a head, you know, he got that. That was an ECW concept, but it really got its legs in the WWE to yeah. another level, you know. So every everybody meant something then, and I appreciated that. Yeah. Scott Smith, $3 super sticker. Awesome sauce, $5.50 super chat. I just want Cody to lose so we can uh, end Mania the same way Back to the Future ended because with WWE, they don't need rules. Yeah, that's the way Back to the Future ended, yes. Very nice. 
Swartz Kingdom, $4.99 Super Chat, bro. Vince, do you think Cody has proved anything is returning to WWE? Also, do you think casuals remember him as Stardust or Yes, he has proved a lot, and I wrote a whole article about it for uh, Web is Jericho. I wrote a whole yes, bro. He has proven he can carry the ball. There's no doubt in my mind. There is no doubt in my mind, bro. He has taken this opportunity, um, which he created, uh, jumping from AEW. He 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 yeah. manipulated both sides. It was a beautiful thing. He got paid a lot of money. He has definitely showed that he can carry the ball and be a main eventer, absolutely without a shadow of a doubt. I don't think the casuals do remember Stardust or Paper Bag Cody because I think it helped that he went away and established the name for himself at AEW and then came back after that. Yeah, yeah. Stardust seemed like it was so backwards from the brown paper bag gimmick. I really liked I don't even know what the brown paper bag gimmick Man, was. It was, was it? To me, that was, I, my opinion, that was Cody Rhodes' best gimmick. Like, it, it was like, so I don't remember if you had, if you remember, um, dashing cody Rhodes, like when he came out so he was with legacy uh him orton and uh, uh ted dibiase jr they actually had a match at wrestlemania so they all break broke off and dibiase didn't really do much after that uh i think he was i think he uh was with um uh, I think it was with Maurice, if I'm not mistaken. I know he had the million dollar championship for a hot second. He brought that back. He was either Mar- with Maurice or Oksana. I think it was Maurice, one of them. Um, and so he kind of kind of fell by the wayside. Interestingly enough, it seemed like he was the one that was going to break out from the two. Uh, and then and then Orton did his thing. Cody went to SmackDown. They debuted him as Dashing Cody Rhodes. So he would look in the mirror. It's kind of like a narcissistic gimmick uh, when he would come and have the Smoke and Mirrors theme song, and there'll be mirrors everywhere. So he was just real pompous, you know, just narcissist type of deal. And so basically there was a there was a time where um, he was in a match with, I believe, Rey Mysterio. And uh, Raymond still did a 619 and it hit his face and it messed up his his face because he, he always protected his face as dashing Cody Rhodes. So he gets to 619. He gets hit in the face. And so then he starts wearing a plastic, you know, face protector. I mean, like good story starts wearing a plastic face protector. And he was so upset that he was uh, that he, he got hit in the face. He would beat people and put brown paper bags on top of them and so like and then he would have like a a legion of people with like brown paper bags and then so he beat he beat ray at wrestlemania uh with this gimmick and he was just so just disheveled and disgruntled because because the dashing was no longer it is so funny the way they just repeat these angles over and over again because i had not seen that at all yeah and literally that original characters with the mirrors and this that and the other thing was lex luger and then we saw years later they put the gimmick on the money maker on carmella (laughs) all right i mean those are the same exact gimmicks they do it over and over and over again it definitely had a lex luger uh uh rendition but to me i think he did it i think cody did a really good job maximizing his minutes with the dashing. Yeah, with, yeah, I didn't see any of the dashing. Yeah. Uh, dashing was okay, but the brown paper bag gimmick was was really good. So he got a WrestleMania win out of it too. So 
Um, we have Rollin here. I guess we'll just do super chats the whole time because uh, that's what we've been doing. We had uh, <clears throat> Rollin had a nice question here. Uh, super chats. Uh, let me see. Lots of lots of uh, hype here. Lots of lots of interaction here with the SK Nation. We always appreciate it. Of course, the super chats come up on the screen and here we go rolling 199 he acts should vince mcmahon appear or cut a promo at mania god no but that's not saying he won't that's Uh, not saying he won't bro right in la that is not saying he won't yeah uh, that wouldn't surprise me either uh, for sure uh let's see kristen is asking uh, a serious question. I, I'll defer to you, Vince, as someone who used to write for it. A uh, serious question. Why Why is Raw so bad, honestly? Christian, I said this when I was, because I had the same conversation with USA Network a couple of years ago. Whether a million people watch this show or whether 10 million people watch this show, they get paid the same amount. Yep. So why are they going to put in all that effort if the rating has nothing to do with their bottom line, I mean, Chris, let's look at professional athletes when, you know, I mean, when, you know, the more they produce, the more money there's incentives in contracts Mm. across the board, bro, with raw, whether one person is watching or a hundred million, they make the same amount of money. And that's where you would think Christian, that pride would kick in, but unfortunately it doesn't. Yeah. There you go. We got Big Dog Inc. Five dollars. <laughs> Cody does not deserve this shot. They're giving him a push. He'll never live up to my call. Orton returns, calls Cody the title. I mean, man, I, 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 I still don't, I still don't see it in Cody, man. I just, you know, I, I, I his, this is what I can respect in Cody. I can respect his grind. I can respect his, uh, his physical ethic. You know, I mean, he looks great. Uh, I can respect the fact that he pays attention to the psychology, you know, a lot. You know, he, he's he's really into that. Of course, his his dad was one of the best psychological minds in wrestling. I can I can appreciate that. But what as a babyface and Cody Rhodes? makes him look like he's on the top chris this is 1000 percent right right place right time now now like big dog bro i think that's a great idea i i I really do bro i i love that thinking i love the outside of the box but think about that bro think about that big dog because here's what we always go back to they haven't made stars chris that's what we always go back to so think about that big dog so okay Orton comes, derails Cody, which is great, which nobody will see coming. They've got a history. That's all beautiful. So now Cody goes with Orton, who's Reigns' opponent. That, that's, the, that's the problem here, guys. That's a great idea, big dog, but they don't have anybody over that. Who's he going to go? They're going to put almost – over Brock and then yep. almost is going to wrestle Roman Reigns? Like, I really? It. I got it. Positive Ali. Positive Ali, bro. There you go. There you go. I mean, that's a, that's a great way to get out of the match, but then Reigns doesn't have an opponent. Here, Here's my here's my preference. Here's what I would prefer. 
make make this bloodline thing full circle man make make it full circle and you know somehow have jay uso like go against roman reigns man like because the thing is this whole bloodline started if you think if you think about the bloodline timeline uh we'll we'll get on that for a minute sport in a minute sports kingdom so if you think about the bloodline timeline uh Reigns comes SummerSlam 2020 after um uh after Bray after the Fiend beats Braun Strowman. Um they're in the Thunderdome. Reigns comes in, Spears beats up on the Fiend after he wins the match. Jay Uso wins uh it was like a triple threat or a fatal four-way match. Uh, I think Riddle and Corbin was in there uh to to become number one contender for class of champions. And so then by Jay Uso, because Jimmy was hurt at the time, by Jay Uso winning a number one contenders match, because it's really that simple. It's something that simple to, to really spark the fire of a cool storyline. It's just simply put him in a number one contenders match. He wins it. That was the spark to two and a half years of this, what we see right Bro, now. Bro, you know what I would do? I would go in a different direction with that. Okay. How about uh, Jimmy Uso and Reigns didn't go to bat for his wife when she lost her job? Mm. How about the stroke he had in the company? And you know, I, I mean, there's the, that's a realistic avenue and storyline yeah. you can go down. That I just don't. I, I want this bloodline thing to go away. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, think I I, I, I I liked it. I think I liked the longevity against. Rest, pro wrestling is a comic book to come to life for me. So I'm a big fan of the stories, man. That's that's what I, that's why I started watching wrestling was because the riveting storylines. To me, it, it's full circle if Jay gets involved again. If somehow Jimmy calls or Heyman calls or something like that, then the tag titles uh, before the main event, and then Jay comes out. And he costs, you know, uh, reigns the main event, uh, the, the match or uh, disqualification or something like that. Uh, a DQ finish probably wouldn't be the best, but somehow Jay gets into that, you know, mix or or costs Cody uh, or something like that. And so Jay, to me, even if you do um, Jay reigns without the belt, and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? If, if if Jay somehow costs Reigns the belt with Cody, if Reigns are go, is going to take some time away, why don't you do Jay versus Reigns in Saudi? Because at the end of the day, the full circle of this would make sense if Jay beats Reigns at Saudi, at, at a, a King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring, and that would cause Reigns to, to be disheveled, you know, the, the very beginning of the bloodline, the whole acknowledge me thing came from Jay. And that would be full circle if Jay finally gets his comeuppance and wins the match. And it wouldn't be for a title line, so you don't have to worry about Jay being champ. And is he champ? Is he worthy of being champ? You don't need that. Just have him beat Reigns at, and, and Reigns goes off. The bloodline closes there. See, I think the teeth, uh, I think they get legs on this thing and they get teeth on this thing if, if, Cody and Heyman are in cahoots and they screw Roman Reigns. 
I I think that gives it legs and I think that gives it teeth. And bro, you got to go back to that promo. You got to go back to that promo where Cody said, I want to be somebody. Hmm. So what, what does it take to be whatever it takes to be somebody? And you know what? Dusty didn't cheat and Dusty didn't do this and Dusty. And where did it get Dusty? nowhere so all you all you have to do is get that little bird in his ear Mm -hmm. i just think what i'm talking about here chris is longevity yeah i think longevity that just that gives them some legs i can see that the only thing is there's nothing about a cody Heyman alliance that intrigues me whatsoever i think that's i don't see i like i said before i give it six months cody will be a heel i mean like i think that this honeymoon stage with cody is not going to last long and it's interesting because I think that he probably already would have been a heel if he would have stayed the whole year and, and didn't leave, mm-hmm. you know, would have been gone so long. It's somebody new with somebody fresh. It's somebody different. Uh, he, you know, he has a story. He has that injured story that people can, you know, get behind. Same thing when Triple H was a, a major heel in 2001, the power trip, the two-man power trip with him in Austin. And then he gets the the he gets the injury that the uh, quad injury I believe it was, um, it was the leg and hamstring or quad I think it was quad, so he, he gets the injury he's out he's he was one of the biggest heels at the time he's out and they start doing video uh, stories of his update of his progress he comes in that raw you know in two thousand two. The place goes bananas, and he ended up winning the Royal Rumble, and he goes in as a babyface in 2002. I believe he beat Jericho for the title, and that made sense, and I see the same thing. You talk about regret, regurgitating storylines in, in a sense. 20 years later, you know, similar to C- Cody's doing the same thing. He's he's He wasn't a heel, but he's still having that injured, the storyline, people are getting behind him. I see this fading out uh, within six months, you know, maybe a little bit more, but within six months, the the fans are going to get, get away. Cause, cause think of events. What's the difference between Cody Rhodes of 2022 to 2023 to Roman reigns of 2014 or 15 people was very, very critical of Roman reigns. Because he was a baby face that was forced down our throats. That was the biggest sucker critique and, sucker of Roman and suck Reigns. Sucker and tuck, sucker and tash. Sucker and tash. Yeah. So he was. What? What's the? What's the difference? What's? What's the difference? Okay. Cody. None. Cody has better mic work. Okay. But against, I mean, if, if the mic work still doesn't really help the story and build it, so what? What is? What does yeah. that even mean? Yeah. So there's not much of a difference between Roman Reigns of seven, eight years ago to cody's today yeah and and that's what's going to happen man yeah. so when, when cody when cody became uh when, when reigns became babyface in around 14 uh, he went against uh orton at SummerSlam. P- fans were behind him and then within months he kept winning 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 and fans they they crapped on him. same thing with cena Kept yeah. winning matches fans crapped on him i can see the same thing happening. bro there's one thing i do want to say about this show um bro Seth Rollins has to be more than one dimensional with the singing and the laughing. No, that's not gonna happen, man. I, I, I mean, bro, the guy got sucker punched, laid out, knocked out two weeks in a row by a non 
wrestler. Yeah. Bro, you can't go out there laughing and singing after that. I need to see a change in his demeanor, bro. I mean, come on, bro. The guy knocked you out cold two weeks in a row and we're still laughing and we're still singing. So you're not the least bit angry or upset. Yeah. Uh, come on you already know man that's that's his that's your stick man come on brother you know please that 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 that, that's where it loses the reality for me man yeah yeah sports kingdom is asking vince do you think guther would be a star do you look at him and go i do not want to get in the fight i'll tell you the one thing that hits me with gunther um because i have seen him a few times on raw and i also work with this guy bro in england many 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 years ago to me bro it's the presentation to me is it's it's a little vanilla. Hmm. I, I I would like to see bro almost really go all the way with the with the uh, Dolph Lundgren treatment of Drago, hmm. where he's got people that he he needs Alana, bro. I mean, that character would work here, whether she's his publicist, she's his PR agent, but but get, give him a team, surround him with a team. I, I, I'm just seeing something that's like very, very vanilla. And it's funny, bro, because I'm thinking about that and I'm like, well, bro, who is more vanilla than King Kong Bundy? With the black, but King Kong, but nobody looked like King Kong. But he was, he was just an egg, bro. Very wide. Like like <laughs> I mean, Gunther. You know, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he, he's got a great physique. He's a tall guy. Yeah. I just think it needs, it, it needs an accent for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know who I think would be really good in that role? Um, not necessarily Lana, um, because Lana, you know, she's an American who had a. You know, he needs he needs like a lot. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Maxine Dupree would be really good in that in that uh, spot. Ditch the whole maximum male models, you know, photo shoot thing. She has the look. She has the presence. I think that if they put her in that spot to be with Imperium and that type of very aristocratic, I'm better than you foreign, either either a foreign sympathizer type of deal or just a foreign person. I think that's where you can help bring more layers to that to that gimmick because you don't want to see. I think when Ludwig Kaiser was doing a lot of uh, when it was just Kaiser and and Gunther there, Kaiser was doing some good promos to make Gunther look bigger. But now he looks like the same with Imperium, and Imperium isn't a very strong team. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really help him. Yeah, bro. You know what would probably get him big to <laughs> get him big time eat, bro? What's um. Bro, who's the redhead that they've screwed so many times in and out? Um, Eva Marie. Eva Marie. Oh. Eva Marie. Can you imagine, bro? Can you uh, imagine? That would be that would be a very odd pairing, right? I don't know how they would make that work. I think that uh, if you're one of Lana style character, I think Maxine Dupree with the blonde and the you know very uh, slender but fit body type of deal. Um, that would that would work. Big dog set up Roman versus Orton at SummerSlam. Uh, I mean, do you see some legitimacy to that? I uh, see. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's. I, I just. I don't know if that's got more key at this point. Yeah. I just. I, I mean, I love the idea with Orton and Rhodes. I mean, I re- really, really do. But yeah. like I said, I just don't know what you do, Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, I don't. 
Yeah, we've already seen him roaming over at SummerSlam, and it, it was just meh. It was it was okay, but it wasn't very well. It wasn't the best. Uh, we got Sports Kingdom 999 Super Chat. Chris and Vince, who was still the show at Mania? Honestly, I believe Logan uh, will and, and become WWE's best talent since Kurt Angle. He just gets marketing on luck. Seth, Seth to me is all about spots. I think it's going to steal the show. You know, bro, it's so interesting that you say that in Sports Kingdom. I love what he's looking into because, you know, bro, you, you got the WWE that's a company. And Hunter has already told us that, you know, there's not going to be another John Cena. So they're very departmentalized. You know, they're all kept in their little box and can be so much. Bro, don't think for one second when uh, Logan Paul is out there, Chris, it is 1,000% his brand. He don't care about the WWE. He don't care about Rollins. It is his brand. And think about this, bro, with Logan Paul. Bro, when you're a guy like that and you're at that level making as much money as you are, what do you've got to do, Chris, to top that? So that was a very, very good point, bro. Like that time in the ring for him is a freaking billboard bro and and i'm sure that's how he looks at it i'm sure he's not doing this for the for the wrestlemania money i'm sure he's doing it for the branding for the exposure yeah for sure yeah Uh, awesome sauce uh, two thousand two two thousand dollars super chat two dollar twenty cents super chat how was stacy in the hall of fame before liz makes no sense Uh, because of the way liz died that's let's just be honest that's sad, man. Yep. Again, man. Well, you know, uh, sports kids should be releasing uh, some videos about that that soon. Uh, but we talked. You and I, you and EC three talked um, about. That. I just, I don't see a case, man. I, I don't, I don't see a case for Stacy. I, I thought that she was amazing. You know, to look at <laughs> back in the day, I had a, I had a little crush on uh, Stacy Keeler. I think she was and is beautiful. But I mean, give me give me the case, please. I, I I'm open. Like I said, Sports Kid Nation. I asked EC three this question. I asked you this question. I'm open to hear the case of why Stacy Keebler is a Hall of Famer. I don't see it, bro. I'm going to throw this out there a little a little something to for the uh, Sports Kid Nation to roll around in their mouths a little bit. <laughs> First of all, bro, I got to be honest with you. I could never understand, and and I'm not taking anything away from her. I could never understand Sonny getting in the Hall of Fame. Mm. So my only logic to that was she had something over him. That that was my only thing. That was logical to me, and the Hall of Fame tag could perhaps help her career. So Mm. if I know about some of the skeletons in some of the closets, who knows with, uh, you know, Stacey Keebler, bro, listen, Stace, when Stacey was dating George Clooney, Mm. she was on top of the world. I don't know what Stacey Keebler has done lately, man. I don't follow Stacey Keebler. But again, bro, when you look at, you know, Vince with the NDAs and all that stuff, and then, All of a sudden, we're like, Stacy Keebler. Yeah, you, you just you just don't know, bro. You just don't know. That's that's a good point, man. I, you know, that's that's uh, you're you're allowed to speculate, man. It's you're allowed to speculate. It's there's nothing 
there's nothing uh illegal with speculation i, I you know i don't I don't know, man. Again, I'm open. I'm open to see it. Look, tweet me at Chris Prolific. Uh, whatever you think, give me a case of why Stacey Keebler should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, should they have pushed her more in WWE other than being, you know, the Dudleys and then Test and Scott Steiner, you know, feud? I agreed. But people keep saying she had nice legs. Like, like, is that really a cry? Is that really the criteria of putting someone in the Hall of Fame? Like, how bad, bro? If she had, if, this Hall of if fame she had nice legs, then I should be in the WWE Hall of Fame for being a WCW World Champion and being uh, undefeated in singles action. <laughs> People need to understand this guy right them. here is undefeated, has never lost a singles competition, singles match. He lost in a tag match, ladies and gentlemen, and so uh, so undefeated as a single. And brother. did not take the fall. And, and, and AJ Styles is the one yes. who took the fall, man. Thank so, I mean, I mean, we're talking about Hall of Fame resumes here. This guy right here has the Hall of Fame resume. All right, man, just, uh, you know, we, we spent so much time carrying, uh, taking care of those Super Chats. Thank you for funding the show, SK Nation. Uh, any takeaways, man? Let's just run through. Uh, no, that was it, bro. It, th- th- this whole run was exactly what we predicted. You guys can go back and listen four weeks ago. And yeah. we said this is going to be maintenance to WrestleMania. They're going to give people victories. And that's, we, we told you guys that four weeks ago. And, and really, guys, g- give me, Chris, one freaking angle that happened over the past four weeks. We talked about we talked about with Dominic and and Ray it being something with the mother. We yeah. talked about that yeah. and that you know I mean guys what the tickets are sold, bro. That's my takeaway. The tickets are sold, man. Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, well, we're gonna close it on that, man. Um, that's uh, you know we used to do a segment by segment, uh, but hey, you know that was uh, this was much more exciting uh, to <laughs> than to. Uh, Look, people are asking for Joey. If you super chat, man, we'll, we'll bring Joey out. Other than otherwise, we're going to get up on out of here. So, uh, like I said, we usually do segment by segment. Um, but today, you know, yeah, thank no, you for bro. I mean, come on. It was all, it was all, yeah. bro. This was, this was over 50% packages. Yeah. Show. It was, and, and, and we had the, the, the super chat of all the people who weren't here. Yeah. So, exactly. And this exactly. is a go home show with all those right. absences. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Vince, let them know about the brand, my man. Yeah, guys, check me out at russosbrand.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Vince Russo. Indeed. Roland coming. Man, he always comes through with you right now. In the clutch. Ryan, uh, Roland the Clutch Curtis, ladies and gentlemen. That's his gimmick now. I remember the late legendary icon Aretha Franklin singing America the Beautiful. Great job, by the way, at Mania 3. This year, Becky G will sing America the Beautiful at Mania. I have never heard of Becky G. Have you? No. I don't know. I've never heard of Becky G. You know who Becky G is? No, I I don't. I don't know who Becky G is. Uh, At the Vince Russo, at uh, Chris Prolific, Vince will be on my shoulder tomorrow. Vince and EC3, and also um, another special guest. This is my 11th year anniversary of the Pancakes and Power Slam show, man. So. 
man, wow, that's uh, that's amazing. That's incredible, bro. That Eleven is- straight years on the on the uh, on the on the air, man. So five hundred seventy three or four uh, shows that I've done uh, straight. So. Straight weeks. Haven't missed a week. Uh, there's a, a handful that I was gone. A couple births and uh, COVID. No, I think I end up doing a COVID too. I was sick as a dog, but uh, but yeah, a handful of shows I missed. But I have replacements. Handful of shows I missed in eleven years. So that shows my dedication to the fans of the show. So thank awesome. you so much, sports kid. Awesome. Real quick. Uh, Japanese baseball or Japanese wrestling events? I love Japanese baseball, bro. I really do. Uh, the, 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 those athletes are phenomenal, bro. Very nice. Very nice. All right, cool. Uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, Legion of Raw, go home episode. And again, tomorrow, Pancakes and Power Sam, subscribe on YouTube. 11 year anniversary. Vince Russo will be there with me with uh, EC3 and uh, some more special guests uh, we're going to have on there uh prayers out to my my guy black bart man uh you know he's got uh stage four cancer now uh black bart is someone who uh, i've became really good friends with over the past few years and so uh my my prayers uh and um well wishes go out to you my man best best uh uh speedy recovery and uh godspeed uh, on that all right without further ado vince russo dr chris have a good night everybody Solo!